you hit the button? I did. Okay. I hit the button. All right. And now, now the moment of truth. I'll dude. see you on Insta in 40 minutes. Yeah, see. see. Or at least live on YouTubes. On the YouTubes. You live on the YouTubes? Um, oh, I'm hitting the request, dude. That's not even the right. Yeah, I'm you new. can't join my live. I'm not. I'm not live. I just sent you an invite. Say, let's see if Jay gets it right. Oh, hey! First time's a charm. We're learning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on, talk real quick. Hi. Oh, I dude, did not think this through. I got a whole... It's fine. We'll make it work. I got a whole rig going, because long story short, I'm trying to eliminate the echo, and I got a whole setup that I'm trying not to mess up. It's uh, It's fine. It's fine. We made it happen, but I had to turn you down, and it was risky. But uh, I made it happen, dude. I got I got magical fingers. So, um, welcome to the live chat, everybody. Uh, Dan and Jay live, where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and military prep. So, welcome. Uh, how's it going, James? Uh, it's going good. Um, apparently better than whatever you got going on over there. I don't know what's happening, but uh, we'll just act like he has it together. Um. Doing good. Actually, uh, my partner, she is away. I dropped her off at the airport yesterday. Uh, She is at one of our friend's uh, bachelorette parties, so pretty much just sitting home alone by myself, uh, not knowing what to do with myself. So there's that. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, Um, you know when you're like, you know when you're like 20 and your girlfriend goes away and you're like, yeah, sweet. Now that I'm like 30, like that's, I'm not, like, I don't have things to do. Our like, only friends, dude. Yeah. Our only in person friends. Yeah. So I'm just like, uh, I will uh, sit here. I'm actually, I, I bought the Mass Effect Legendary Edition to play Mass Effect's little nostalgia uh, trip. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I haven't played the originals. I played a little bit of Andromeda and I thought that was decent, but I hear that the original first three. Oh, yeah. Andromeda is terrible in comparison. That's what that's what I heard. Yeah, I didn't think Andromeda was that bad. I granted I didn't play it all the way through, but I was like, oh, this is interesting, you know. But um, Mass Effect uh, One, yeah, but the the, the the well, the Legendary Edition is remastered, so it, it like it's all three of the original games, better graphics and stuff like that. So I would recommend it. Okay, all right, guys, I got to clarify something. Last live, it sounded like you guys were in the bottom of a giant tin can. And I was screaming at you, okay, every time I talked. So if my sound quality is bad, y'all got to let us know so we can fix it. If it sounds like I'm shouting at you from a broken um, megaphone, you got to let me know. If it sounds like I have a microphone and I'm standing too close to a giant speaker, you got to let me know. Okay, it's that. I fixed it. We fixed it as much as possible. I fixed is a strong word. We. um, you ran it through one time. I had to fix. I had to fix it because you ruined everything. Oh, you're talking about yeah. That's not. It's not gonna get fixed. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. just his voice at this point. But I did put a limiter on it to where it's manageable. Like you guys can survive it. Um, you have to because it's. It's, I, it's good- funny though. I watched it again. I'm so quiet now because you've done so much just like compressing. So like I'm coming through quieter on the video. I, I fixed it. That's what I was saying. I fixed it. So that was a good one. I'll give you that. That's right, a good one. I gotta get him in when you I can. Me, dude. You got me. Nice. Uh, call sign Joka, Mike F, Dexter forty seven Z. None, none. What's going on, guys? Um. Oh, here we go. Perfect. Mike F's here. Dan keeps raising his chair a little bit higher each time. He might be what five six now. Big leap from five two. Wow, <laughs> dude. They're giving they're giving me a lot more height than they usually I know. do. I'll take it. You know what? I'm not even gonna fight it. Um. How's my camera angle, by the way, on the on the YouTube's? Is it good? Uh, I mean, if you could, I like, feel like if you slid your chair to your left, I don't know, five feet, maybe. Ah, uh, touche, <laughs> touche. But it's good. Uh, I guess it's the best. We should we should have checked that beforehand, but you know, it is what it is now. Yeah, you're. Fine. I don't know uh, what you're asking. Your camera angle's the same every time. Hmm. I don't know. It's a busy room in here, dude. I'm always moving stuff. 
Um, Dan's a little schoolboy for three days. Now he acts like he's been gone for four months. Like, oh, is everything good? Uh, is my camera fine? It's like when like when someone goes away to college and they come back like a month later to their parents. Like, oh, are, are the glasses in the same spot? It's like, okay, stop. You were you were gone for two minutes. <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm a transformed man. Um, a best has a question. Do you do you have questions rolling in? Uh, yes. Nice. Okay, so a best says in bat. Do they give you freedom with what kit? Now, for those who don't know, kit refers to body armor. You wear, um, like what can you wear on your own plate carrier if you prefer a certain one? Thanks. So, um, the long and short of that is they will issue you a plate carrier, and you have some liberties with how you arrange things. Yes, there are certain things that you have to have, and it also depends on your rank too. So. Uh. It, it depends on your rank and your MOS. So usually an infantry team slash squad, you're going to have to ha- have everything set up the same way so that everybody in your team slash squad knows where your things are if they need those things. Um, but I guess the liberties, well, you can have extra pouches and things like, like if you go elsewhere, you have to have, you have to have set things and set places. Whereas they're like, the, of course, like the, the ammo, the medical pouch, those are things like they have to know where those are. So those would be pretty standard across the board. But like, if there's other things you want to throw on, like, you know, you have some liberties with that. Also the things that you carry on you, you'll have some liberties with that too. But like for us as 13 foxes, we could pretty much do whatever. Um, But the infantry dudes do have like SOPs within their like team squad platoons um, that may dictate a little bit more, especially like if you're on a weapons team, if you're in weapon squad, like that's going to be a much more stringent, like how you have things set up. Um, so it just, it depends. Like, obviously if you're a 12 Bravo, your kit's going to be set up wildly different. Cause you have a bunch of explosives and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, got anything on your end? Yeah. Call sign Joker says, did you guys ever do any charter assignments? I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? Charter? charter assignments i don't know what that means no call sign you gotta uh um i'll stare you gotta uh elaborate because i don't know what that means i probably will when you say it or i won't and you just made it up hey guys how's uh also be sure to let us know our sound quality on the instagram side and the youtube side trying to get it right this time um and also just make sure that james isn't louder than me because i can't accept that I have full control over here, by the way, so I don't. <laughs> uh, none none says, should I bulk up for rasp or go lean? Go in lean. Um, it really depends. We we've gotten this a couple times. It really depends on your body style. Um, so for me, for example, and even for uh, Dan, he we went in pretty light. We were both pretty young. Um, and put on a bunch of weight through basic and AIT and stuff like that. Like I probably could have used a little bit of bulking, but I physically was borderline unable to bulk for a long time. Cause like my, I was still growing. Um, so like I grew like eight or nine inches, like between like my junior and like year of high school and when I left for the army. So it's really hard to pack on weight when your body is just elongating. Uh, so Realistically, though, you probably want to fit like a pretty good middle ground. I guess I, I don't really know what I can't really get, place a good number on it. Like, what would be a good BMI you think um, for going into RASP? Do you want to be too low? Yeah, really. the The sweet spot that I like to say for athletic, thing, I like to use. I like to use body fat percentage, um, but twelve to twenty percent body fat is usually pretty good. Um, that's the range you want, healthy range. Um, you know, like I said, for a while, I was personally like 7%. Like, that was too much. That was too much. I, w- I wouldn't recommend that because um, there's certain energy needs that, you know, when you're you got that, no reserves, you, dude. Right. <clears throat> so especially with like military endurance type stuff, that's when they'll start eating that muscle and stuff. So having a little bit of um, plus, you just need some healthy fat for just to be healthy. So, um, yeah uh 12 20 is a good spot but really focusing and we say this all the time depends on your body uh body type as far as bulking like if you're a real lean guy yeah you can bulk a little bit but 
make sure you're hitting that performance specific criteria. Um, and then we talk about our programs, like building a good foundation. It's good to have some muscle, right? Because you're going to be putting on things like rucksacks, body armor. You're going to be, if you're airborne, you're going to be wrenching on that harness with, um, especially those combat jumps. You're going to have things hung on you and, and you're going to want some traps on you. You're going to want a strong back. You're going to want strong legs. Uh, you're going to be thanking yourself for that. So, uh, yeah, so you want to lift, you want to run. And you want to hit that performance specific criteria, the things that you're going to get tested on, especially if you're shooting for a selection. Yeah, it's That's- a tough question because I see it a lot of these like fitness influencers and stuff and people that like talk about they give you fitness advice and this is what you should be doing for this diet and this diet and this nutrition plan, these weightlifting. But very few people you'll see and which is one of the reasons we're doing this is going to be really, really training or trying to help you train for the specific like a mixture of strength and endurance and the things you're going to actually be doing, especially in the army and uh, like up into special operations. So like, it's not the same as going to the gym and trying to pack on a bunch of weight, get really strong, bulk up. Like you need to be strong and you need to have a little bit of extra weight, but you also need to be able to run five miles quickly and two miles quickly, but you also need to do long movements and things like that. <clears throat> Cause like you can go to the gym. There's like dudes that can probably, you know, they're benching in 400 over 400 pounds, but like you ask that dude to run two miles, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a minute. Um, so like it's, it is a weird kind of like, you really, really got to hit that, like try to get that like peak athleticism in, in the middle ground between, you know, bodybuilding and marathon running. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well said. Uh, Pat, Pat says Dan didn't show up to my prom. I sat there awkward eating an entire Party sides sub alone. Yeah, Pat asked me to prom, um, but I was offended. I think Daniel was actually eating a whole party size sub by himself in yeah. his house too. But <laughs> <laughs> the dad bod is uh, is I'm already tightening it up, dude. We're we're the dad bod's going okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, that's pretty funny. Pat Pat asked me to prom, dude. Um, yeah, Pat. Uh, I was uh, you know. I was uh, flattered, dude. Uh, sorry, you ate that sub by yourself. That's uh, <laughs> uh, a trip, dude. Uh, Callsign Joker says uh, to elaborate, like a an assignment you had to do, like being a cadre. Maybe I'm misunderstanding what charter meant. Yeah, so I just called those trade deck assignments. Um, that is charter assignments is probably the proper name for it. Callsign. Um, I just called them trade deck assignments because it's always like a training. Uh, they're under like the training command. So for um me and daniel no we never did any charter assignments so in regiment you can kind of not do them pretty easily and you don't really get to do those until you're about in e6 in in the middle of your uh time as an e6 is usually when you start getting those um other assignments like drill sergeant or cadre or airborne instructor and things like that is is usually kind of like when you're in e6 um so and we both got out as E fives. <clears throat> I probably yeah. would have been. I would. I would have been just coming up on it because I would have been. Had I not got medically discharged, I was. I would have been, um, getting my six, and then that's probably right about when I would have gone to do one of those assignments and disliked it a lot. Yeah. So I was about to. So I was coming up with that Ray Elizabeth spot, and he's like, like right before I told, I I had that conversation like, hey. I'm not re-enlisting, you know, like I'm getting out and telling him my game plan. Um, and I, I can't say his name, but you know, who it, is. Uh, it was, it was, it was runny boy. It was runny boss. Um, but uh, anyways, he was like going to send me to, he's going to send me to jump master school. And I was like, Ooh, miss me, miss me hard with that dude. <laughs> oh yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And to, to you guys who do the jump master thing, uh, mad respect, dude. And I would, I said, miss me with that dude. I was like, we've, Dude, I was I was out of that completely. I was um, dodging that a, a while because yeah. I, I was dodging that a while, dude. Yeah, well, they wanted to send me as a as an E five. They wanted to send Th- me. That's out. what. Yeah, they. I when I was in Bragg, they sent me to. Um, it's called White Slip in in the A second, and yeah. you go and you get you take all the pre tests and stuff, mm-hmm. and so. This is probably bad. Uh, I used to go to White Slip, and like it's a ton of people go do it. It's not really super organized, and like I know I knew all these jump masters. Like I'd been in the A second a while, and I just went up to him and I was like, "Hey man, 
I failed. She's like, what? I was like, I failed. I'm going. <laughs> I didn't. Like, I just. I just didn't do it. I, I would just. I was like, I failed. Whatever. Um, because I just. And I firmly believe if you don't want to be a jump master, you shouldn't be a jump master. Because like, it is a very important job. There's like a lot of safety involved. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to be a jump master, and I definitely don't want to be a bad jump. Like, I didn't love jumping. I, I don't. I don't love jumping. So, I don't love the idea of being in like really in charge of all of the jumping stuff. Um. So I didn't want to be a jump master. And I think that if you don't want to be a jump master, I don't think anybody should make anyone be a jump master. I totally, yeah, I totally agree with that. Cause it, it's, you gotta be, you gotta be in it. Like you gotta be invested in that. Like, yeah, you're all literally, of those people's lives are in your hands essentially. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't something I personally wanted to do. That was like, you know, um, I don't, I don't know very many people who want to do it. A lot of guys just have to, but, um well i I mean i don't know if i told you this story one time i was in um on a jump and i don't even know what i was doing i was in the 82nd and there's an e7 in front of me and um this is like my third jump in brag so i'm still in e4 at this point and he hooks into the you know how they have the line on the plane where they like have stuff tied up to like not the anchor line but like just like the line on the sides yeah he hooked into that and I was like, um, hey, uh, hey, you know, that's not And He, he got mad at me because he's E7 and I'm E4. I, did, I didn't call him sergeant because I was like, oh, I was so thrown off that he just like, essentially, it's essentially a shoestring. He, he hooked it up to a shoestring. And I was like, hey, uh, you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't do that. But like a bunch of jump masters had walked by and I like, no one had noticed yet. They didn't actually check the static lines or anything like that. Um, but like those, that's the kind of thing people do up there. Like he put, he would have not, he would have, his shoot would not have come out if he would have jumped and they didn't catch it. And they probably would have caught it, but like there's 50 people on that plane, dude. Like you're responsible for every one of those 50 people doing the exact right thing that they need to be doing in that aircraft. And it's a, it's a ton of responsibility, especially when like, I don't love heights. I don't love airplanes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, that's a surprising, surprising fact. I agree with you. And I want to say this too. I was thinking about your buddy uh, Travis doing the airborne school and then dealing with airborne students. Oh, so it's yeah. one thing to deal with professionals, right? But give those guys a lot of uh, respect, those uh, airborne cadre dude, because they're dealing with everybody. Yeah, you know, people coming in and they don't have a clue. Those kids didn't pay attention to nothing. Uh, like you said, they're probably hooking up to whatever. Like nobody paid attention. Um, That's why he's doing bodybuilding. He has to, you know, so he gets to let that stress out somewhere. <laughs> dude i would be doing the matrix if they're like they're like i want you to be i want you to be an airborne instructor i'd be like neo dude i'd be like miss me with that dude that's scary uh, it's, it's a lot bro that would be horrible um but uh yeah what's funny is you know i got somewhere i don't know how many you got you i know you got more than i do but uh i think when i get out a little over 40 jumps um all i'll ever have dude it never never got funner okay i like i the first couple times i'd say it was fun right and then Uh, okay it became caveat to that there are some fun jumps though so like like, well ramp blast and like jumping out of helicopters cool um hollywood's cool uh but anytime they we had the combat load especially when it was heavy i was like yeah i don't want to be here no it's never fun the rangers okay so Florida phase and Ranger School, we were doing the, the jump in the Ranger rucksacks, and that was stupid. I was like, man, this is my first MLAT, like, you know, MLAT, or sorry, the airfield seizure stuff, like, um, that was, uh, that was a lot too. That was a lot of, um, heavy stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You always want to be on the trucks that you want to be the, the armored KRF, um, in MLAT. Or yeah. airfield seizure. <clears throat> yeah. All right, we got to hit some of these questions. I feel like we've been um, not answering questions. Uh, Nick says, Jay, don't be jumping through tables come NFL season. Listen, okay, first of all, I will not have any Bills slander today because Buffalo just dealt with a very tragic shooting and all of the Buffalo Bills players flew in from all their training camps and stuff and were there. So I will not hear any Bills slander today. Uh, Matthew Maldonado said, did you guys ever deal with shin splints during RASP? 
Um, another question we get all the time. We have a ton of stuff now on Shin Splint. So Matthew, make sure you check out the website. We have a article up. We have a video on our YouTube. Um, so no, we didn't deal with it, but we do have a bunch of information on, on how to avoid and, uh, deal with them. What was this question? I was trying to multitask and by yeah, multitasking. Yeah. Uh, Daniel's brain is capable of handling one task at each time. Um, both of his brain cells have to talk over it like the one task at a time. So, um, Matthew Maldonado said, did you guys ever deal with shin splints during rasp? Oh yeah. So no, not, not me, but I was an avid runner before the military. Usually what happens is it's guys who don't run as much before the military, um, military runs you all the time. So if you, and, and, and then the, you know, you got guys who maybe that wasn't like their forte running or you had guys who were, um swimmers not active swimmers swimmer. get the worst because they have yeah. good cardio so they push themselves but their bones can't handle it yeah your bones got a condition for that imp impact yeah they they literally like through that impact your bones get stronger um what happens with shin splints is when the impact is not ready your body is not ready for that impact and then their tiny fractures is what they are um or the shin splints can be a multitude of things they, it can be stress fractures uh, you see that a lot in entry level training in the military, um, stress fractures. Um, it's absolutely a valid thing. It's a real injury. Uh, there are tiny little fractures. It's because those bones aren't built for the stress. Uh, and they can sometimes lead to full blown fractures. Um, and then also it could be like tendonitis. That's another issue. Um, and, uh, really, you know, some issues with fascia. I mean, but the most typical thing that you're going to see with shin splints, the term like shin splints is kind of a blanket term, but, uh, but the most typical form that people are referring to is actually stress fractures of the shin. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't deal with it cause I was a runner before I went into the military and ran all the time. Um, Maybe another reason she, you want to say that you want to say that one more time. Yeah. I was, yeah, a, were you a runner I, before you think I was a runner before? Yeah. yeah before okay. the military I ran, um, yeah, yeah. I ran he had to practice his legs were so short, so he really had to work on it to get those distances. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, no, 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 no. Don't listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did have to. I did have to uh, listen. I'm five nine. Okay, but I did have to run. Which, to be fair, isn't that tall? But like, I had to run with the when I did the twelve mile rock march. I don't know about you. Did you stride it out? Because um, I was. I was a guy who did the run walk intervals, at least at the entry level. And then later I got to where I could stride it out, but, um, I would do the run walk. Yeah, I, I did too, mostly because, um, on the 12 mile ruck, it's a long time. So if you, if you do stride it out, keep in mind that it's great and like whatever, but you're just using the same set of muscles for 12 miles and roughly, you know, two and a half, three hours. So it what I would do is I like yeah. to switch over to running and I would, so I could just kind of like, it's same, it's the same, you know, trick we tell you for everything that's testable like if you can shift some of that stress to different parts of your muscles or things like that it's just going to help you a little bit more and that's super mental on the ruck march when you're just hurting like it is it's pretty crushing like it's, it's a little soul crushing for sure the 12 mile ruck so you feel that weight like just get on your hips and you're like, you're just like, Oh my God, you're striding it out. And then get in a little jog. You can kind of cinch it down, put more of the weight a little bit up on your shoulders and just kind of adjust where the stress is like just bearing down on you. So that was my main reason for kind of doing the run walk intervals, but I could, yeah, stride it out if I really just wanted to. And I did on my second time through rasp and I got yelled at, <laughs> uh, cause I came in at like two fifty five. And yeah. I got yelled at for not doing it faster, but I literally walked, I came in, like, I wasn't even that tired. Like I just, I perfectly paced it out, um, and came in at two fifty five, just like walked across the finish line, like no problem. So I could do it. Um, but I usually didn't. Yeah. And, and it kills the anxiety, right? Like when you run some of it, you're like, I'm going faster. Yeah. yeah. Um, crater says goats. You're the goat crater. Um, Thanks to the Train Like a Ranger program, I was the most jacked dude at prom. Pat, well, hopefully you found it. You found a new prom. That's why he was there. inviting you. He wanted to flex on you. He said, even when Daniel showed up, I was still <laughs> the most jacked dude no, at no, prom. No, 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 no. 
Um, I'm going to get this man, dude. Uh, Matt Lewis says, Sup, y'all. Do you have any choice when you get an 11X contract, being 11 Bravo or an 11 Charlie? I'm scared to go 11X because I've heard you get no choice. Um, And then also, what did the Bat guys think of being an 11 Charlie? Matt, I actually I just did a podcast with my buddy Travis. Yeah, um, that's a good one. He talks about being a Mortarman. Now, he was not in uh, Ranger Regiment, but he talks about what like the process of be being picked to be a mortarman as 11 charlie with the 11x contract so i definitely think you should look at that um he definitely gives interesting insight into the process um but no you do not get a choice uh it's gonna happen the way it happens and it really just depends on like numbers like who they need like how many 11 bravos versus charlies they need um and if you asked bat 11 charlies what they thought of being a bat you're probably gonna get a mixed bag um but being a private 11 charlie is is tough uh in battalion it's it's actually tough everywhere but it's it's tough in battalion um yeah being a private is tough being a yeah being a private in general is tough um but the charlies dude yeah well especially the charlies at the time that we were there and that first guy i that first guy the first guy was making and I said this in the last one. The first guy was making staff sergeants do burpees out there. And I was like, yo, what is that? It's so funny. We actually had one of those same similar kind of guys when I was in the 173rd. Oh, really? Who just like, he was, he was a really, really great at his job, but he expected everybody else to be great at their job. So, like, dudes were getting destroyed because this dude was like, and 11 charlie he was so smart like everyone was like respected him a ton but he crushed him because he was like you need he expected greatness from every single one of them yeah dude i knew um it, let me really scare these guys i knew a, a guy who's a private who went through with went to rasp with uh with our well your first class my my class and um uh i don't know if you'll remember who this is but he actually had somebody run over his leg so that he was a little off, but he had somebody run over his leg so that he could get medically out. And I was like, dude, you know, you didn't have to. I didn't talk to him, but I'm saying <laughs> he wasn't my friend. I cut but, ties. But I was like, especially if I was like, dude, something they could do is off. But I was like, you know, you didn't have to do that, right? Like you had other options. Um, but you but can, yeah, so you can quit regiment too. Like if you don't want to be there, you can quit regiment. Don't run over your own legs. Yeah. All right. There's so many better. Listen. Yeah. You always have options. Okay. Um, no matter where you go, there's always other options, like other things you can do. Um, other than running over, running over your leg. Uh, being a Charlie's not bad though. I knew guys who really enjoyed being a Charlie. I, I hung out with the Charlie's like, uh, some of my best friends were mortarmen. Uh, when, when I deployed, uh, the first time, we were with some mortar guys and like uh, we were actually friends with like the mortar sergeants, the team leaders, like they were super cool dudes. Like, um, so, you know, we got along good with the mortars and, and they were happy with what they did. They were good at, they were smart dudes. They were good at what they did. They enjoyed it. So you gotta, you gotta mix between guys who really like it. And then guys who, uh, you know, run over their own legs. So, and I will say, though, if you're an 11 Charlie, like the best job you could have in the army as an 11 Charlie would be a 75th Ranger Regiment 60 handheld mortarman. That's like that's if you guys are like, oh, I missed out on being 11 Bravo, like 60, the hand 60 handheld dudes in 75th. Like that is the job that you'll enjoy. Yeah. But, Don't be scared of getting picked to be a mortarman. Don't be scared. Yeah, like and we talk about the training. Sorry, we talked about the training, and and I'll touch on because his podcast hit this in depth. But you go through all the same training as an infantry guy, and then you got the two weeks of the mortar training, which isn't enough. But it's more but, now. But <laughs> okay, that's good. Well, yeah. Now, now the infantry training alone is twenty two weeks. So you guys yeah. are, uh, you guys are ready to go, dude. Oh, wow. It used to be way less. But, like, when you're a 60 handheld, the only difference between you and the 11 Bravos when, like, you get into contact is that they're shooting 5.56 five, rounds, but you're sending 60 millimeter mortars. 
(laughs) it's a cool job you know don't don't be so scared um so and i definitely recommend anybody who is has any questions about that and especially the pipeline like go check out the trap the podcast with travis he talks about all that stuff um it's a little bit different now but for the most part that is roughly going to be uh the same experience for you guys yeah you got one over there uh yes nick says uh he has a genuine question for the first time in a, in a little bit. Um, did you guys ever plan on going officer or serving in a different ranger bet? Uh, no, I would never, ever, 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 ever sign up to be an officer unless it was a warrant officer, uh, which that if I would have stayed in the army, I would have gone warrant officer um, for field artillery. Uh, but. And no, we were in first bet. I can't imagine wanting to go to a different battalion just based off of geography alone. Yeah, so actually my original plan when I got out in 2016 was I was going to become a physical therapist and go back in. I was going to commission back in and be, you know, I guess you you start out as a captain from my understanding. and then Yeah, if you there. have a doctorate, you start as a captain and like the medical stuff. Yeah, so that was originally my plan. But now after I've been out for a while, I'm like, I'm just going to go open my own clinic. Probably. Did you put your clown makeup on when you came up with that plan or? <laughs> no, it's it's a good job, and and actually, if you if you guys do do medical stuff like or commission something like that, like first of all, it's a it's a good system, good benefits, and they get paid more than um they get paid more than uh, than most uh, clinicians. Also, the range of what they can do is a lot more too, and um, you never have to do anything because no one's ever actually allowed to go to physical therapy. <laughs> yeah. There you go, dude. They can't even go get seen, dude. Um, yeah. No, that was originally my plan. So I, I, it and it has crossed my mind. Um, it's crossed my mind a couple times. But generally like, speaking, no. Like you would never want to be like a thirteen alpha. Like the uh, no, you no, no. don't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't go back in. I would. I would wouldn't be, want to be a commission for sure. I I said this, and and this is just me, guys. Like there's guys who love it, and they they want to be officers like their whole career and whatever. So it just depends on the personality type. But for me, like I, I was like, if I go back in, it's going to be very specific. I'm going to be, you know, like I said, physical therapist officer, right? That was, that was what I wanted. I didn't want to be a 13 alpha fire support officer. Right. So that was that when I decided to move on, that was what I was doing. I was moving on. Now I'm strength and conditioning coach and going, you know, to, onto you know things other things yeah but i i do recommend going in as an officer though it does open a ton of doors for you you get paid way more you you get a little bit more responsibility and onus over what's going on so like if you are thinking about going to college and and going into commission i definitely recommend that um you'll miss out on some of this stuff but you'll see other stuff in exchange so yeah yep um yeah i agree and and you know, when I talk about guys who were wanting to do 20 years in the military, I'm usually like, Hey, have you considered the officer route? You know, um, I can speak like in my family, there's, um, there's a, like a second, he's a second cousin. He is, uh, he's a probably Lieutenant Colonel. Now he was major, um, two years ago. He's probably even higher, but he flies helicopters. If he was a major uh, two years ago, I think you're really underestimating how many how much time you well, spend in a, those higher. He's been ranks. a major. He's been in forever, so I'm like wondering if he's hired now, because um, he's been in for like over 20 years. But yeah, he still flies. Um, but he loves it. I mean, obviously, he's done over 20 years in it. So. Okay, pilots different though too. If you have like a highly specialized thing like that, it's a little bit different. Um, it, that's different than like an 11 alpha. Like that's infantry officer is definitely a lot different than well, yeah, your second I mean, cousin major who's just flying. Like it's not the same. Yeah. And infantry officer is a pretty tough job, you know, to give those guys oh, credit. Of, I, know, yeah, I, guess. I know we bust, we bust uh, on officers and stuff, but being 11 alpha is not easy, you know, especially when you're leading a whole platoon and then it goes into a whole company and the whole battalion plus. And yeah. So uh, those guys are definitely res- deserve uh we really only hate on officers it's the lieutenants you got to watch out for because they have a lot of responsibility but zero experience once they're captains like they're usually good to go but like yeah in that lieutenant range it can be it can be dicey just because like i said you have a lot of responsibility but not a lot of experience so it's like a weird combination Uh, all right so i saw this butter bar with a 
with a sergeant major one time. This wasn't this was not a regiment because you know this would not fly. Um, but uh, he was like trying to talk crap to all the soldiers. He's like, these soldiers don't have it together, do do they, sergeant major? And that sergeant major was like this. You could tell just like weathered old man, like he had been through it, and you could tell he was like gritting his teeth. He's like just kind of grunting this guy off. That guy looked like he was 18. Okay. I was like, how did you even graduate college? Like you still look 18. So anyway, anyway, major hate megaphone right now, but um, yeah, some guys are just, they're like privates with rank, Um, but they, they get there, especially the 11 alphas. Like you can, you can't keep doing that job and suck, you know? Um, yeah. And like, I'll say this too. So they talk about it sometimes too. And we make fun of the officers, but they also have people to answer to as well, who are like, you know, like they have to answer to the captain, like the company commander and stuff. So like they do get it together, but it is just, it's yeah. When we had on officers, we just joke. The jokes about officers usually come down to lieutenants. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like, you know, we had, uh, attached to us. We had some really solid officers like my genius. first my first 13 alpha my first fire support officer was the best fire support officer to ever exist yeah um he was i don't know what, what would you say he was what 250 pounds like seven percent body fat just shredded muscle um ah uh, yes, 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 yes okay this man was a monster he was he was super cool ridiculously knowledgeable the most fit human I think I may have ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> like just a monster. Um, he was like, yeah, as an officer, he was like the best, one of the, the best officers I've ever um, worked with. And then the guy that followed him up also super awesome. So like, there are super, super good officers definitely throughout. Yeah. He was like, he was physically stout and like everybody, everybody listened to that guy. Like, you know, he was like, the beacon in the room of officers and, yeah. that, and that's really saying something when you know you got a, a 13 alpha in a room with a bunch of 11 alphas and they're they got all ears on him you know um so he was definitely a type um yeah we had a bunch of good ones there was a bunch of um all, all my all the officers that i had were super solid um so i, I yeah good experience across the board um so yeah especially you know, if you get in a place like that as an officer, you've you've performed a little higher than the. Um, than well, the yeah, in regiment too, I think we've talked about it. So they have to do that job in the conventional army before they're allowed to do it in regiment. So they have to be a PL in a conventional army unit before they can be a PL in regiment. I would hope so, because like they they're just like they're put through it once they get there so yeah i would yeah. hope so. so they have to do the job so that's why our company commanders and stuff are one rank higher so they're like mate like so you have to do the job somewhere else first um meme exchange or sorry wrong wrong name meme machine broke was just gonna stop there uh got any tips for me i am an 18 year old who ships out on june 28th i chose 74 Delta, which is the Seaburn, uh, as my MOS. And I've heard that it requires more strength training, but I'm not sure. Um, I don't I don't know why it would require more strength training. Kind that I mean, mop gear, dude. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, That's I would say always do, <laughs> do the strength training anyway. Yeah, strength training, cardio, performance criteria, like I said. Get a program from trainlikearanger.com if you want. It's there. But uh, if you don't want one of my programs, then do all those things. I would probably go for uh, like the advanced meal prep, though. You're leaving in a little over a month. <laughs> yeah. Advanced meal prep is a good one. And and the body weight portion. There's a gym section and there's a body weight section. So there's two months of gym, two months of body weight, which is optional. It's like if you're in training or if you're at a hotel or if you're whatever, you can do these things. You can get a good workout in. So you have that option as well. So that's actually one that you can, you know, have to continue in training and stuff. But yeah, we uh, hit it on earlier where it's like, you got, you have to be strong and fit. Like you have to do both. Like there's going to be stuff, especially if you're going into regiment and stuff. Uh, but even in basic, like there's stuff you have to do that requires you to have strength. So 
um yeah it goes a long way and we've said it a couple times like (laughs) the stronger you are like the less hard everything is the less pain you have to push through yeah give yourself a durable body it's less injury it's it's you know higher performance and you're just going to be more confident you know um you got one i have a bunch yeah i got i only got one more on the ig side these Um, dudes are sleepy today dude they're they're sleepy uh callsign joker says um uh, I'll come back to that one, actually. This is a good one. Matthew Dutton. At 16, where were you in terms of fitness level? Just trying to benchmark where I am. People ask us that, and I actually try to point this out all the time. Like, I was not prepared at all when I left to join the Army. So, I did sp- all, I did a sport every season in high school. So, I was, like, in shape-ish. Like, I would go out, and my buddies would play, you know, tackle football and stuff like that on the weekends and like so i did a lot of stuff that kept me active but i didn't do a ton of like weight training um or like actual like pt test training or anything like that like i really was banking on carrying my athleticism from high school into it and i've said this a couple times i had to do a little bit more work on my weight to rasp um and when i first got the regimen first like i had to do a lot more work to get to where everybody else was which sucked and was definitely a mistake um so I don't know if I could I could even say like I I for example I I failed my first PT test at basic training um I failed sit ups because I didn't know how to do sit ups right for the army PT test um I ran not a very fast two mile so it took me a while to get to where I was um so I would probably say I was probably around a fifteen minute two mile when I like shipped to basic I probably did like sixty push ups and I probably and I failed sit yeah yeah um we get this question all the time like you said people want to know what i did whenever i went in listen so when train like a ranger you started getting these flooding questions about how to become a ranger and then that's what i tailored my business to i said eureka because i think about old me going in there and i had i did a lot of things right i was a very active kid but I didn't have a set criteria. I didn't understand the type of training that I needed to go into it. So I just ran a lot. Well, how could you? I, yeah. You didn't know. You had no yeah, idea exactly. what you were getting into. Exactly. So <laughs> that's why when you guys started flooding in, I said, I'm going to give to these guys like I'm talking to younger me. So don't do what I did whenever I was 16. I'm trying to give you a whole new path. I want you all to be far better than me and Tony were. I want you guys to go in and crush it and have 100% confidence. I want you guys to have a clue. And, um, you know, to toot my own horn, um, I'm pro- I- I'm the most qualified guy among the most qualified doing this military prep stuff. So I'm very happy to be here for you guys. Reach out, have ask questions. Tony's seasoned vet. He's got uh, He's a good personal trainer. He's very knowledgeable. So reach out to either one of us. We're here to help. Um, we answer questions all the time for free. If y'all think this is just a money grab, listen, we answer stuff for free all the time. This is truly about you guys. Um, this is something that we do to fulfill ourselves and we have fun doing. So, um, we're here, we're a resource, reach out to us. We got solid programs. Uh, they're affordable. And then you can ask us questions all day long, whether or not you have one, but that is the blueprint. That is what I recommend. Advanced meal prep, train like a ranger warrior program that those are the, uh, specifically the programs that i'm like yeah those are good also the comprehensive running program if y'all want some extra running with uh with the the advanced meal prep is good too so don't do what i did at 16 um where whatever you're at right now at 16 i know you're trying to gauge yourself if you're active you're on the right track um you know and um just be active go in there lift weights just be be do a little bit every day you know um you don't want to be a couch potato because that's what happens with a lot of guys. They go in, uh, they, they play a lot of video games. They don't get out enough, not enough vitamin D and stuff. So they go in there, their bones are not strong enough to handle the impact. And we talk about those stress fractures. We talk about shin splints, right? Um, and, and so that's what we want to avoid. So as long as you're out there getting it running, you know, lifting and stuff. And then if you're looking for a blueprint, you know, with the um, with, uh, approval from your legal guardian, if you're under 18, right? Um, 
then you can run a program. And, you can see uh, him and trying a, to get the approval and approval by a track there by a physics. Um, but if you're system. asking that question, you're probably already you're probably already better on a better track than we were by a lot. Yeah, yeah, you're doing um, the right thing. But I also because like I've mentioned it before too. I I like was not. Um, I mean, I when I left for the army and I got to regiment, I probably went from 125 to 170. Like I grew as a human, like into like a, essentially a man through that like course of action as well. Um, so that definitely helped me tremendously. Um, it does. I mean, being in the military, it, 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 for one, you're put through stuff in your training to be physical. And then also you're just around a bunch of go-getters, right? And so it makes you want to be better. You want to be the strongest guy in the room and things like that. So when you're in a any sort of pressure environment like that, you're going to make your you're going to build yourself better. So, yeah, when I got out, I was I mean, I've been in I was in good shape when I got out. I continued to get in great shape afterwards cuz I already had that foundation. So, um had a sharp decline just recently, but <laughs> I became a dad, dude. I did Became a dad, dude. Uh, but no, I'm bouncing right back, guys. I'm I'm feeling fit, dude. See the shoulders, dude. Um, catfishing. I'm still from the from the nips up, dude. I got a I got a ten pack still, guys. It's fine. Um, it's hiding a little bit, but it's still there, dude. How often did you get to go to the range and work on basic fundamentals? Ooh. Where we were, lots and lots. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, lots and lots. I remember uh, there's a buddy of ours. There's a buddy of ours that actually came over uh, to the 82nd for a little bit when I was there, and he went to the range one time, and some dude went up and shot like some other private just went up and shot marksman like you know 27, 28 out of 40, and he's gone done. And like our friend got he got so mad. He's like, there's so much ammo. He's like, just go keep shooting. At least try to get expert. But even still, like, clearly you could use the practice. Like, there's so many bullets left. Go shoot more. Like, he was just astounded that they were like, oh, I just don't want to shoot anymore. We definitely shot a lot in regiment. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll get tired of it. You'll yeah, realistically- we did, I mean, I, I called on pistols even. Like, it makes me sick to think about now how how younger me took it for granted a little bit. I'm like, we have to shoot all these? Yeah. Like, dude, now when I buy ammo in today's world, yeah, I'm like, it's a billion like, dollars worth of bread. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, please take me back, dude, just for a day. Um, yeah. So it's like over a dollar a round right now. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Right now it's gross. Yeah. Um, and the gas to drive there, dude. Yeah. Let's not even talk about the gas to drive yeah. there. Um, let's see. Uh, we have a couple of questions. Uh, there's Arno, Arnoel. And was it uh, Jack Hill? Both asked a similar-ish question. Um, R. Noel says, "How is dating life in regiment?" Jack Hill says, "Is it hard to keep serious relationships in regiment slash army in general?" Um, yes, it, it, it can be tough, and it definitely can be tough to start new relationships. So, the guys that go there and they're already married um, usually have a little bit of an easier time, although it's still strenuous. Um, it is tough to meet people and then start a new serious relationship because one, it's very, very hard for people that aren't in the army to understand um, the time consumption and the lack of availability that you'll have sometimes. Cause you'll see it all the time on these, like on, you know, social media and all these social, they're like, Oh, if he wanted to, he would, if he wanted to, he would. It's like, no, I can't, I can't. You know, I I physically, I cannot. So people have a really hard time understanding that. Um, When you're like, hey, I'm going to be gone for two weeks and like I I will not be able to talk to you. And you you can't talk to them because what are you going to do? You're going to bring, you know, your whole ruck is going to be filled with like external batteries. You can charge your phone so you can talk to, you know, some girl you met on Tinder or whatever the new dating app is. It's very, very difficult to to really, really like get those relationships going. Um, unless like they are willing to make a little bit of a concession to understand, or if they don't understand, at least concede that like, you're not just doing it to 
you know, be a jerk or something like that. Um, it is very, very tough, but it's not impossible. I mean, Daniel, you met your wife in. Yeah. While well, I was in. Yeah. yeah. And we, we actually met two years, uh, about two and a half years before I got out. And, and I won't lie to you. Like, uh, we were off and on in the beginning. Um, and it had to do with, uh, with the stress I was under and it's so it's tough clown, but (laughs) I, I I used to be, yeah, (laughs) I'm not even gonna fight that one, but I was, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, in every other aspect of like a relationship in the, in the civilian world, it's your family comes first, right. Or your relationship first, then, you know, everything else. Right. Um, in the army, it's the army first and then your family, right. Or your relationship. And it really is like you, your partner has to recognize that you're both going to have to compromise. And that's hard to do because, you know, we used to harp on it while we were in the army. Cause it's hard to understand their side of it, especially when you're younger. But you know, now as a married man for, you know, for years and uh, looking back on things, I'm like, I'm like, what? It's four years, right? Don't, don't. He's downplaying it. Listen, for many, many years, dude, for eons. Um, so I, uh, damn, you threw me off, Tony. Where was I going with this, dude? <laughs> As yeah, a married man, so I understand for his train to fall off the track. <laughs> don't, yeah, my, I had the one brain cell on it, and then you derailed it, but. Um, yeah, so I understand like that side of it, like being a civilian for a while, being, being married and, you know, being engaged for that time too. It's like, it's like, you know, that comes first. So for them, all they see is you're running off all the time and they don't understand, like, you have to do that. Like you're contractually bound. The military becomes your life, your primary. So, um. So yeah, it's just going to take compromise to have a relationship. It's going to take somebody who, at least if y'all have a under, y'all conversation, like it's going to take compromise from you to be more patient when you're stressed out and stuff to not be snappy and stuff like that. And also for them to understand, like you're going to have to go sometimes. And sometimes you're going to have to go without explanation, especially if you're in a place like special operations. Sometimes you got to go without telling anybody anything and you're gone for an undisclosed amount of time. So that's going to take compromise or guys who, even elsewhere went to ranger school and they're there for months and months and months. I knew a guy who called home eight months in ranger school. He had an ultimatum. It's like, either you come home right now or it's over. Yeah. And, and he had kids and he was like, I've already been here eight months. And when you're, when you're in a place like any sort of investment like that, and you've been there that long, like at that point he was in it to win it. Right. So when he was given that ultimatum, he was like, well, whatever happens, happens. Right. That's it. That was his take on it. And so he probably went home to a divorce, you know? And so that that's a tough sell. And I, and I could see it from her perspective, a guy, you know, your husband, father of your child's gone for eight months and you're like, eight months is a long time. Okay. And you're like, was he going to come back and be a dad and be a husband? And, and you know, they it, don't understand the investment that's happening. On well, that especially because that's an eight months of, almost zero contact like you're not really talking calling home like at all in ranger school yeah so i was yeah i was in ranger school for six months and wrote one letter home just to give you guys some perspective yeah it's yeah yeah it's it's a lot so in like i and i did okay that's you made a point that i didn't it is yeah there are concessions that you have to make on your end too so like it, it is tough it is definitely it's tough it's not impossible it's not even improbable it's doable. It just, you know, and that's why you see, like, if you meet someone like you really, really care about, that's usually what's going to last. And that's what was, what does break through all of that, like static, because it is really tough. Um, it's going to take dedication and concessions and compromise on both sides uh, by a lot. <clears throat> um, all right, let's go on to something that's a little bit, What's sad? You're gonna bring up divorce and stuff, dude. Jeez. Uh, Mister Defiance says, "Were there any skinny guys in regiment?" Uh, yeah, me. I was yeah, skinny. Um, no, you're small. Got, I was skinny. 
don't dwarf me, dude. I, no, we both we both put on muscle and regiment. We talk about that. Like I was one thirty five going in. Uh, you how how much did you weigh going in? Uh, probably like one thirty, one thirty five. Yeah, because I wrestle. Well, I was gonna wrestle. Yeah, one thirty. I was probably like one thirty, one thirty five. Yeah, and, and got up to about one seventy in regiment. You were probably in what, regiment. My my most fit and my strongest, like my best weight that I was, I was one ninety five at one point. Um, I was. I felt huge. <laughs> I was 195. I felt huge. But like I, right now, for example, like I'm 185, but I'm like a very lanky dude. Like I'm not a huge guy and I never will be. It's just like, one, I'm not interested in it too. Um, yeah. Like I'm a skinny dude. Like I'm six foot. I was 170 and I thought I was, I had put on weight to be 170. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm a functional athletic guy. I'll never be the bodybuilder like Travis. Travis, the way that that dude's just jacked through his skin, dude. Um, like, I'm never gonna get like. I know. I appreciated him wearing a sweatshirt to the podcast, so he didn't like make me look bad. Can't yeah. really see the muscles as much, but. <clears throat> um, um, but yeah, there's a ton of dudes. You'll see all varying body types. Yeah. Um, like we, I went through rest with a dude who ran marathons. The dude was very skinny. Yeah. Well, we talk about the performance criteria. As long as you can hit the performance criteria, all those dudes had a foundation, and that's really what I want for you guys. Is like the dudes had muscle. All of them had muscle. Like you had muscle. I had muscle. We had enough muscle, right? Um. And and we were durable, and that was the big takeaway. Some guys wanted to get Yoke City and look like they were, you know, Lou Ferrigno. Like that's cool. Um, some dudes, you know, wanted to run marathons like guys we knew. Um, that's cool. No, as long not. as we're durable, that's not, not very, that's not cool. cool. Okay. <laughs> take that back. Yeah. He, he wasn't cool, dude. Um, cause he used to take us on those, those half marathons too. Wasn't cool, dude. But I was, um, eating, I was, I was taken back in the day when this was still a more common thing. I was taking protein powder that was like cut with carbs. Like I was taking like masking because like I look, I was trying to put on some size. Um, yeah. So was I. Yeah. At that at that time. Um, so, and then as you get older, your goals change. Like mine's mine's now. I'm, I'm still. To, yeah. I just had a cut. I had a cut weight, but I was also yeah. I I, I grew a little bit. Um, I was getting out of shape a little bit, so I needed to need to carve off a little. Yeah, and like I said, I, you know, my I got sports like I still uh, I train. Well, I train the kickboxing. I don't I don't do like I'm not going to go fight kickboxing, right? But um, like I've done boxing, but um, so I've done stuff like that, jujitsu. I like jujitsu. Right. Um, okay, but you're doing okay. Tai Bo is not boxing. Okay, what's Tai Bo? It's like the old like eighties like jazzercise style like workouts. Yeah. yeah, dude, what is this? How do you spell that? Um, I gotta understand this but disrespect. Yeah, but like, dude. For example, though, for me, like I I, I got up to one ninety two again, this is, and I was this, like I was feeling I was a little bit overweight. Like I definitely was not in a good spot. Um, and now I'm one eighty five, one eighty seven, but I cut out a ton of fat and then put on some muscle. Um, so it really just depends. Uh, look what your body style is, but you're probably going to find you'll put on a lot of muscle if you're a smaller guy in regimen. Billy Bang's tie bow, dude. What is this? What is this, dude? What you do? Um, no, dude, stop. Don't tell these guys that. But, you know, you'll see a lot of a lot of guys who do the martial arts thing. Like they, Some guys do the yoke. Like some guys can get yoked, but it's, it's kind of tough. When you have those uh, this is a good question. Um, you got off on a tangent over there looking up type of videos. Yeah. Um, Ash seven says serious question. What underwear should I wear for rask for rask compression or like briefs? I don't want to chafe. None. Yep. hundred percent. That's the easiest way to not chafe. I'm being dead serious. Yeah. That's the easiest way to not chafe. Um, Commando dude. That's why they call it commando. Okay. I actually don't know. Is it, why do they call it commando? I don't know, but <laughs> all right. Well, I feel like that's why way too much googling on this live. Um, yeah, so I, I really recommend probably none. Um, but when I did wear 
Underwear, I would wear compression. That's why they call it. It's not, yeah. I found out why. But compression, dude, I can't do the compression, dude. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind compression. Um, I think that's what I wear to the gym. Under my shorts, I wear, like, uh, compression shorts. Um, I don't walk around in, all day in compression shorts. But, yeah, so I wear compression shorts. I will say, if I'm jumping, I wear compression shorts, though. Because... I need it. I never did that. I needed I, it. Yeah, I you gotta have a look. <laughs> compression shorts when you jump, I recommend highly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, no boxes also helps uh, in the summer. I will say, probably gonna want to wear compression shorts when it's in the winter, though. It's cold. Yeah. Um, had a bunch of funny things to say, but they were inappropriate. So. Anyways, Abes says, how often did you go to the range and work on basic... I read that already. Hold on. Next question. Man, Next you question. are on it tonight, dude. Dude, I don't I don't miss nothing, dude. Nothing gets past me. Actually, I have no questions, dude. I, was, um, I thought I saw a new question. Dude, he's on one tonight. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. Um, Instagram's sleepy over here, dude. Where's Instagram at, dude? Well, it is. It is, it is it's, we've been on for an hour. And one oh, no, no, no. I do got one. Tripping, dude. I was gonna say, well, we gotta go. Oh, you got one more though. It's already. It's been an hour. Oh, dude. We to get kicked off. I'm having too much fun. What exercise do you think improves the ability to lift the? Oh, I should have read this. It lift the rogue worm. What is that? Well, it's mainly a mental thing. Does hypertrophy help? What is the rogue worm? What is that? what? That's literally what. What is that? Rogue worm. Approximate weight, 365 pounds. What is this, dude? Oh, okay. So it's a giant weighted just thing. Okay. What, what kind of lift is it? I got to look into this. Ask me, ask me next live. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. I Probably yeah. deadlifts, it looks though. Like, it looks like the log carry, though. It looks like a log carry. Uh, you got to get up on your shoulder? Yeah, up on the shoulder like the log. Like the log and rat. It's 360 pounds? I guess it's 365 pounds. That's what it says. One person gets that up on their shoulder? Damn, that's uh. Yeah, have strong legs. Squats. Squats. Get a bar on you, right? Squats, squats, squats. Um, well, yeah. Lunges. You got, if you got to get it up from the ground to your shoulder. You got some deadlifts, dude. You got do some... Um, I don't know. I don't know how... If you're trained for it, if you're trained for it, big caveat, you can do cleans. Yeah, I was going to say um, cleans would be, yeah. yeah. All of them? Um, some shoulder press, too, because you got to, right? So, um, That's a lot of Olympic lift stuff. That's all that functional, like. Yeah, are you doing, he must be doing like a Spartan race or something. Because that's like a multi-person thing. That's not a one-person thing. Oh, the, okay. That's what I said. One person would be. A 365 pound log. Like, I was trying to picture it in my head how long it was going to no, be. No, no, no. I yeah, was like, it's a four person. It's like people carrying the log and rasp. That's what it is. Oh, um, um squats for the sure, then. Yeah, squats. That's what I'm saying, dude. Do some squats, do some lunges because you're going to have to get from a knee, come up, right? Um, you may have to switch shoulders. So, being able to shoulder press. Uh, and like I said, you can throw some. Um, cleans aren't really necessary, but you can do deadlifts. But if you know how to do cleans, if you know, if you are trained for it, if not, don't even do them. Okay. But, um, or you can work on a progression. Like I was going to say, you can learn how to do them too. Don't you, you, you don't just start learning. You don't start knowing well, how to do them. <laughs> yeah. So in the, in the warrior program, so like we progress from the clean pools to the high pools, to the, to the full cleans and, and, uh, and things like that. So, um, just caveat there. You could do that, but yeah, those are the big ones. Lunges, squats, shoulder press, dude. And um, anyways, I'm rambling. You got anything else? We, we call uh, it this thing? Ash seven just said, wait, even for the 12 mile. Yeah. I recommend, especially when it's hot, uh, just not wearing any boxers, but if you are going to wear boxers, compression shorts are the only way to go. Bro. I didn't wear boxers for like four years. You know what I'm saying? Cause um, I'm not even, not even lying, dude. Like when I was going out, you know, as a in my civilian clothes, like obviously I did um half the time. 
But you know the half the time. But you know when I was training, okay. seriously, you have zero style, anyways. Though so it doesn't even matter. It is part of the style, bro. You have no style. Um. All yeah. right. Go on this thing. I think we have to, right? It's a we're at an hour and five minutes. Dude, let's do an all night stream. You want to? Uh, no. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into the live. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, be sure to check out trainlikearanger.com. We have workout programs, nutrition programs, merchant apparel, and as always, much more on the agenda. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, sincerely appreciate you guys. Uh, know that we are here for you. We are always ready to answer messages and reach out if you ever need us. Um, we truly do this to help guys and truly do this for fun. So, um, so yeah, we appreciate you. And remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger. Have a good weekend, guys. See you guys.